Top of the inning to you. Welcome to the Irish Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Irish American Baseball Society. If you love baseball, and if you love Ireland, stay tuned for a discussion of all things Irish baseball. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. On today's show, my colleague Jim Ward will discuss an audio clip from former big leaguer Shane Spencer. Jim will also go in-depth into Spencer's career and wrap up the episode by telling us about another Irish baseball legend. This week, it's another Irish baseball legend who played a major part in the career of Babe Ruth. I'll also be talking with John Fitzgerald, who's responsible for the documentary The Emerald Diamond and is the founder of both the Irish American Baseball Society and the Baseball United Foundation. He'll be talking about some fantastic work he's doing to bring baseball to children in Northern Ireland. I promise that you will not want to miss this conversation. Visit BaseballUnitedFoundation.org for more information. Right now, I'm going to turn things over to Jim Ward on the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Rick. In a moment, we're going to hear from Shane Spencer, a former major leaguer who played with the Cleveland Indians, Texas Rangers, New York Mets, and three times as a World Series champion with the New York Yankees. He debuted in the major leagues for the New York Yankees on April 10th, 1998. Here's Shane Spencer talking about getting called up and what it took to get to the major leagues. I got called up to um, Seattle. Uh, We just got up, drove up from Tampa to to Columbus, Ohio, where AAA was. And uh, a bunch of us got there, drove straight through. I was with my girlfriend, who I married later. uh, And we all went out and I got a call at six o'clock in the morning from the uh, minor league hitting coach and uh, told me I was going to the big leagues. I was super excited, but probably two weeks before that was St. Patty's day. Shocker that we're on this channel right now. And uh, I got pickpocketed and lost my wallet. So I had no ID and this is before, you know, pre nine 11. So my, girlfriend at the time actually had a baseball card and that's how I got my flight to my first big league game so I got pretty lucky that was Shane Spencer the former major leaguer who played 538 games with the New York Yankees Texas Rangers Cleveland Indians and New York Mets talking about what it took to get to the major leagues kind of hard to believe that but it's you know these are the stories that are hard to believe, but true. Yeah, they took a, a baseball card of all things uh, to get him uh, on the plane to get him to that first game on April 10th, 1998 for the Yanks. Uh, in his time with the Yanks, he would win three World Series while playing for the New York Yankees from 98 to 2002. In addition to the Yankees, he played in 2003 for the Indians and the Rangers, and in 2004 finished up in the major leagues with the New York Mets, uh, playing his last game on July 22nd, 2004, before heading over to Japan, where he played for the Hanshin Tigers from 2005 to 2006, and then finished off uh, professional baseball in the Japan League uh, with the Hawasong Heroes in uh, 2019, where he managed for three seasons uh, from 2016 to 2019. Uh, In his time in the major leagues, as we mentioned, 438 hits, 59 home runs, 242 RBIs, but most importantly, a three-time World Series champion from 98 to 2000 where the Yankees had that great run. But, uh, yeah, those hard-to-believe stories, just part of baseball folklore from Michael Shane Spencer. 
For the complete interview with Shane Spencer, why not check out our website at the Irish American Baseball Society at irishbaseball.org. It's now time to send you back to my broadcast partner, Rick Becker. I'm Jim Ward, and this is the Irish Baseball Podcast. Thank you, Jim. Jim will be back later in the episode to tell us about another Irish baseball legend. I'm Rick Becker, and I am thrilled to be joined by John Fitzgerald. He's the founder of the Irish American Baseball Society and the Baseball United Foundation. Thanks for joining us again, John. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. So you are working on a number of really big endeavors right now with the Irish American Baseball Society, but we're going to focus on one with the Baseball United Foundation and something you are doing in Northern Ireland. People are going to absolutely love this. Why don't you talk about it a little? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so the Baseball United Foundation is the parent organization of the Irish American Baseball Society. So we've been doing work in Ireland for um, close to 20 years. And so this project is pretty exciting because what we're doing now is we're introducing baseball into primary schools in Northern Ireland. So these are boys and girls ages 7 to 12 or maybe 13 um, who probably have no exposure to baseball. And, and what we're trying to do is introduce them to the game to, you know, see if they enjoy it and, and see how we can use that to, to kind of build a following for the game in Northern Ireland. So what are some of the ways that you are achieving this? Because I could think of introducing Major League Baseball to kids or trying to introduce even, I mean, this sounds a little far-fetched, but even like video games. Like, How are you trying to take a sport that many of these kids don't know anything about and trying to expose them to it? That's a great question. So the, the way we're approaching this is we're trying to find points of familiarity with these kids. And a lot of the kids have some knowledge or have played a game called rounders, which is, uh, as anyone that's familiar with the history of baseball knows, is kind of the precursor to baseball. There's four bases, there's a pitcher, they throw the ball underhand, but it's very similar. It's actually probably got more similarity to softball. And some of these kids have played it. Um, a lot of the kids have also played a form of kickball. And what we're trying to do is kind of show them the similarities to baseball and then kind of help them with the skills. Rounders is played in Ireland. It's one of the four Gaelic sports. But there isn't a lot of focus on, you know, the, the actual technique of hitting or throwing, even fielding. They don't use gloves. Um, but they, they do catch the ball with their bare hands, which is kind of impressive. Um, so we're trying to, to, to show them that, hey, you know, baseball is something that you, you kind of already know. And, and the rules are very similar. The distances are very similar. And the idea of hitting a, a round ball with a round bat and running around the bases is the same thing. So we're starting there and, and we're, we're trying to help them with the skill of, you know, how to stand, you know, what's a batting stance it's not just you know don't just go up there and, and try to swing there's a there's a method to it and um really so far the biggest challenge and it hasn't really been a big challenge but um, the most important thing that we've done is we've done virtual training with coaches um, these are physical education coaches uh in northern ireland to make sure they understand the rules of the game but again they, they do have some familiarity with rounders and kickball so that's a good starting point in a previous episode, we had Tim Flaherty on, who did something similar with basketball in rural Ireland. And he said one of the things that he found was he was able to get the kids to focus on the fundamentals a little bit more 
and maybe they were more attentive because they didn't develop any of those bad habits yet. Do you think that might be happening a little bit? It's too early to say, but I did. I heard that interview, and that was that was really interesting because yeah, these kids don't have access to the Major League Baseball package. I mean, I guess they do, but I'm pretty sure most of them, uh, most of their families, don't you know watch baseball every night. Um, so, so some of like the, um, the the bad habits that you might see, you know, catching a fly ball with one hand or um, not running out of ground ball, things like that. That should not be part of their um, you know, knowledge of baseball. And so it will be interesting to see if that, if that's how it develops, but, you know, we do think that the, um, you know, Ireland's a small country. Northern Ireland is, is obviously even smaller than, than the entire Island. Um, but it's a, it's a sports country. There's a lot of athletes and, and, you know, some of these boys and girls may become the next baseball and softball players. Um, and, and we're hoping that we can help that and, and help them, you know, if they, if they show an interest in the game, if they can develop their skills, you know, we intend to be able to provide a support structure to help them do that. How did you actually get involved in this program? Did somebody reach out to you? Did you just start reaching out to different areas in Northern Ireland to do this? That's a really interesting story. So um, when, when COVID hit, we had some um, camps and clinics scheduled here in New York and we've the Baseball United Foundation has been kind of trying to branch out we're working with countries outside of Ireland um, we're also doing things in the U.S. and we've got a program that I developed called small ball and this is basically taking the game stripping down you know all the the things that you see with like launch angle and all that stuff um, that uh, that's really taught to the, to kids in their teenage years, and, it, and it's kind of taking a step back and saying, well, how are we teaching the game to four, five, and six year olds? And what we found is we really put an emphasis on on fun, on running, on teaching the skills of the game in a way that that doesn't take the kids away from the game play. Like if you focus all day teaching a kid how to hit a baseball, they lose sight of the fact that they get to run after they do it. So you don't want to stick a kid on a batting tee for 20 minutes. Um, so little things like that. So we had that, that program and then COVID hit, we canceled everything. And the first um, time back that we had on the field was in the fall of 2020. One of the coaches that we hired mentioned kind of, you know, in an offhand, not an offhand way, but just like in passing that his um, one of his uh, cousins is a physical education teacher in Northern Ireland. And um, so we went through the whole, you know, fall program. It was great. And, and the kids learned the game. And, um, you know, in a follow up afterwards, I said, you know, why, why don't you, you know, tell me more about your, your cousin? Like, could we could we do something to try to introduce baseball to the schools? And, and this coach, Brian, he just said, yeah, yeah, you know, let's let's get him, you know, let's get him on a Zoom call and see. And uh, so we started talking to this guy and um, coach named Martin and and uh, he was like yeah yeah I think we'd, we'd love to do it put us in touch with the, the head of his company um, it's a company called Healthy Kids uh, they're in Northern Ireland and um, the, the way it works over there is they have outsourced physical edu education so uh, the school will actually hire a company to come in with professional coaches to teach a sport so it could be rugby it could be uh, it could be soccer um, the Gaelic sports they will come in and they will kind of take over the physical, physical education classes with the help of the teacher at the school. So we just, we basically just decided to, to partner up and uh, we provide the training to the coaches. We provide the equipment 
and Healthy Kids goes out and actually implements the game. Now, after COVID, we are planning to to send coaches over um, to run clinics and stuff outside of school with the help of the Healthy Kids coaches. Um, but I mean, it, it was kind of just a crazy story that you know basically COVID shut down everything we did in the U.S. When we started back up, we hired a new coach. He just so happened to have a contact in Northern Ireland. Now, this question, obviously, we don't want to get into any of the politics or any of that. But when it comes to the Irish national team, can young men who learn baseball in Northern Ireland, who grow up in Northern Ireland, what national team would they be playing for? Or is that a matter of what citizenship they choose? Or it's a complicated question that might have too complicated of an answer. But I do think that it's possible that some of these kids would end up playing for Ireland, right? Absolutely. Yes. If, you, if you're born um, on the island of Ireland, you could play for the Irish national team. I believe you can also play, uh, I'm 99% sure you can also play for, for the British national team if you choose to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, that, so the, these kids could play for Ireland. Um, and, and really, the longer answer is anyone who has Irish citizenship can play for the Irish national team, whether they be Irish American, Irish Canadian, um, live, you know, living in Britain, that they could play if they have the citizenship. And there is such a rich Irish American history in baseball that it's something that as these kids grow up and start becoming fans, maybe they stop being players and just start enjoying it for the fandom, they will start to learn about these players that have been that are Irish American and have played a huge impact on the sport. Yeah, that's that's such a big part of what we're doing here in the US with the uh, Irish American Baseball Society. There's just so much overlap and people have asked me about that, you know, like why why do you have to, you know, do you have to be Irish to be in the Irish American Baseball Society and you know the answer to that is no. Um, if you have an interest in Ireland or an interest in baseball or both, which most I think most members do, um, there's plenty there to discuss and to enjoy and, and to, to learn about. I mean, I'm, I'm learning every day. We've got, um, we, we've got a bunch of guys in our, um, our history group that uh, are researching those links between, you know, Irish American history and baseball history. And also the, the different attempts, there's been many attempts to bring baseball to Ireland since like the late 1800s was the earliest um, that we found so far. But um there's just so much to, to explore and to discuss, and, and uh, you don't have to be Irish to be in, in the organization. But, you know, I, I think as the kids in Ireland um, start to learn the game, you're right. They're going to learn more about this this kind of long-forgotten chapter of baseball history, which, you know, means a lot to people. Um, means a lot to anybody who is obviously Irish-American. But um, anyone who's into baseball history, I think uh, there's some really, really fascinating stories and, and people that, uh, you know, we don't want to see them overlooked. With such a big goal and doing something that is, you know, it's a monumental task, taking a sport that is so popular where you live and trying to explain it to somebody who doesn't have that same background in it. How can people here in the United States or elsewhere help this project as they want to promote baseball in Northern Ireland? That's that's a really good question. Um, it's a large undertaking. We're, we're confident we can do it because we're not trying to push like travel programs or anything too um, you know regimented. 
and, and that's why we think it will succeed. We're, we're going to really rely on the, the, the children, the parents, the coaches, the teachers to really drive it. And, and we're going to seek out, you know, areas where the interest is strongest and we're going to try to, you know, throw our support behind those places to, to let them grow at their own pace and, and to see where the game, how the game develops. Um, if people want to know more about the program, they can, uh, they can visit us on Facebook or Twitter um, or, you know, the best place is uh, baseballunitedfoundation.org. And, um, you know, they can support the program through there. Um, and they, I would highly recommend anyone who's listening to this that's not already a member and is interested in this kind of stuff to join the Irish American Baseball Society. And, and you can do that at, at irishbaseball.org. Thank you so much for joining us again, John Fitzgerald founder of the Irish American Baseball Society and the Baseball United Foundation. And thank you for all you do to promote baseball in Ireland. Thanks, Rick. It was a pleasure. This is the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm Rick Becker. Let's turn things over to Jim Ward with some more Irish baseball history. Hi, I'm Jim Ward, co-host of the Irish Baseball Podcast. And today I'd like to introduce you to yet another Irish baseball legend. His name is Patsy Donovan. Patrick Joseph Donovan was born in Cork on St. Patrick's Day Eve in 1865. At the age of three, young Patrick set sail to America with his family. The Donovans ended up settling in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Patsy Donovan made his Major League debut in 1890 for the Boston Bean Eaters. Over the course of a 17-year playing career, Patsy Donovan batted 301 with over 2,200 base hits and 518 stolen bases. He served as a player manager in Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Washington, and Brooklyn, and was universally revered for his quiet leadership in the dugout and on the field. After hanging up his spikes, Patsy Donovan spent the next four decades working in baseball, beginning in 1909 as a scout for the Boston Red Sox. He took over as Red Sox manager in 1910 and 1911 before returning to the front office. It was as a Red Sox scout that Donovan and fellow Irish baseball legend Bill Carrigan convinced ownership to sign a young pitcher named George Herman Ruth, better known as Babe Ruth. Donovan spent 64 years in pro baseball before retiring in 1950. His last big league job was as a scout for the New York Yankees. During his career, Patsy Donovan also coached high school baseball at Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. In 2001, a former player of Donovan's at Phillips Academy wrote a letter to the Baseball Hall of Fame in support of his induction into the Hall. That letter was written by none other than the 41st President of the United States, George Herbert Walker Bush. For more on Patsy Donovan and other Irish baseball legends, visit the Irish American Baseball Society at irishbaseball.org. I'm Jim Ward for the Irish Baseball Podcast. Let's send you back to my broadcast partner, Rick Becker. For Jim Ward, who just shared some great Irish-American baseball history and went in-depth on an audio clip from former big leaguer Shane Spencer, and for John Fitzgerald, founder of the Baseball United Foundation and the Irish-American Baseball Society, I'm Rick Becker. For previous episodes and more Irish baseball content, go to irishbaseball.org. This has been Episode 9 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Irish Baseball Podcast. The Irish Baseball Podcast is a production of the Irish American Baseball Society. Visit us online at irishbaseball.org and connect with us on social media. And remember, there's no place like home.